Welcome to How You Spend Your Days. My name is Colin, and today I'm joined by Tanya Hester. Hello. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. And so today I'm really excited to talk to Tanya uh, about kind of our backstories, just so that you can get a sense of who you're listening to as we continue this journey. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see who resonates with um, being in debt, wanting to get out of it, uh, and reclaiming your uh, life energy and, and kind of how you spend your days, as the title says. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be here regularly, but not on every show. You're the central figure of this, Colin. So do you want to go first and share some of your origin story? Let's do it. Yeah, so um, I am a software developer by trade. So I've been uh, doing web development for about 12 years. Um, and I also am a little bit, have a slightly unique situation where I'm also a co-owner of a co-working space. Um, so we have a building in Reno where we have uh, membership uh, and members work out of our space. And it's a, just been a really great community of freelancers that for me has been really important as a freelancer to also have a community of people around me. And so um, that's something that's a little bit unique. It's not something that most people have like a freelance software business. And then they also have this like more physical building that is a business as well. Um, because of that, if you listen to our, our episode zero kind of teaser, um, I do have a kind of um, less than regular income. It's harder to predict because it's freelance. Uh, and then we'll talk more about how the co-working space and things like that works in the future. But um, for the most part, the co-working space doesn't really affect or impact my income in a negative way. So as long as that is the case, then that's good. Um and so for the, for the most part, I focus on software development uh, for clients, uh, building apps and websites and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, my background is in marketing, so I'm not a computer scientist by, by training, uh, mostly self-taught, which I think um, most freelancers can also um, kind of relate to. Um, we're always learning new things. And I feel like this podcast is also just a way to, you know, kind of get out of my own head about this process. Um, and talking about debt and money for me is also thinking about my my work and how I'm uh, kind of going through life and what, what my focuses are. I think a lot of us in that work with computers start to dream about what it would be like to do a job that doesn't involve a computer. Um, and I think the, other, the opposite is true as well as a lot of people I know want to get into programming because it can be something that's pretty lucrative when you do it right. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I do for a living. Um, and I'm Tanya Hester. I'm in financially kind of the opposite <laughs> situation <laughs> as you, Colin, um, although I will say that's saying that and leaving it there is kind of like watching HGTV and only looking at the after and not looking at the before or realizing how long it actually took to get from the before to the after. So there was a time when I had debt higher than my annual earnings, when I had really stupidly acquired credit card debt along with student debt that I didn't take seriously and uh, a car loan that 
was from a car I financed 100% and put nothing down. So that's definitely where I started financially. And now I'm actually early retired. Uh, My husband, Mark, and I retired early at the end of last year, the end of 2017. And that was a big process to get there. But I think where we are now and where I in particular am now is trying to figure out like with the title of this podcast, how you spend your days is really that question. I feel like financially we prepared ourselves for early retirement and we thought a lot about how we define ourselves, but it's very easy when you don't have to go to work every day to to just kind of go like, okay, it's fine if I spend today just surfing online or fighting people, fighting with people on Twitter. But I really don't want my legacy to be that I look back on my life and go, yeah, I fought with a lot of people on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know, I still want to do stuff that's meaningful and I do have a ton of projects because I kind of can't help myself. I'm never going to be the sit on a beach with an umbrella drink kind of retiree ever. Uh, And so I write the blog, Our Next Life, about our journey. I just wrote a book that comes out next year called Work Optional. I do a podcast called The Fairer Sense. And now I'll be here with you a lot of the time on how you spend your days. So even though I have all that going on, I think it's still a question for me of how to learn to live as a person who now has a very unstructured life. And that's really all about thinking of time and money as very similar things, as things that we have in limited supply that we have to be mindful about. And so I'm really learning that skill in life. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of that is probably pretty similar. I mean, as freelancers, um, my life can be fairly unstructured if I choose for it to be. Um, Usually that catches up to me when I choose to, you know, make decisions that, um, you know, whether it's procrastinating on a project or um, in some cases it's forced procrastination because I don't have another project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you have to figure out where, where can you best spend your time and your energy? Is it getting more clients? Is it working on the ones you have? Um, is it coming up with some kind of other like side hustle? I think right now a lot of people are creating like education products and info products and things like that. But um, yeah, so I think there'll be a lot of similarities, I think, in, as we both try to figure out how we like carve out our days and, and get our, I think I'm prone to lots and lots of projects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do those fit in? Some of those projects cost a little bit of money. Some of them are things that I just really find joy in and, you know, could not find myself not doing them. So, um, you know, and I like to gravitate and focus towards some of those things um sometimes a little too much so Mm -hmm. um those are things we'll look at um for me my own um debt story um before i was freelancing i um was running a startup um which we did the whole go out and raise money and and hire a team and do that whole thing and so we were you know doing that startup life thing we weren't in the bay area so we were um still here in reno and we were trying to see if we could build a startup in back in 2012 which back then there really weren't that many tech startups in reno and everyone's kind of saying you had to go to the portland's and the austin's and san francisco and things like that which for me i just knew that if we raise money which um the company we raised i think like we raised about four hundred twenty thousand dollars and I just knew that we could raise more money going to San Francisco. We probably needed to raise more like seven fifty, um, but I also knew that we were going to be paying developers, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a piece, 
and that money was going to disappear before we even knew it. Whereas coming to Reno, um, we, I am very connected to the developer community and being able to build out a company here and still be able to travel to the Bay and these other cities as needed would allow us to build more with, with the, with a less amount of money or even the same amount of money. And so, um, we did that and it, the company lasted for about two years or so, and unfortunately, I tried to kind of keep the thing alive a lot longer than it than it was kind of past its expiration date. And so, we had used all of our investment. We had a few customers, but weren't making enough money to pay ourselves and and to be able to keep going. And so, we um, had a little skeleton crew of people, and I started putting things on credit cards, and you know, surely but slowly, uh, essentially maxed out credit cards. And uh, I find myself with those still today. So that was a very good learning experience for me. And thankfully, I, I don't have um, traditional student loan debt. Uh, so from in my mind, I've kind of always treated it as that's a learning experience. And now I have to pay off those those credit cards and, and uh, stop carrying that kind of debt around with me every day. I'm so glad that you're sharing your story because we romanticize so many different things. We romanticize entrepreneurship and solopreneurship and the startup culture when you're, you've got a good example, which I think is very common of the dark side of it, of you're now dealing with a big financial challenge that's a result of, you know, probably normal business conditions. Like not every business is always going to succeed. And so that's not something where you walked away free and clear, like you walked away with with significant debt. And I think there's such stigma around debt and the assumption that people earned it through frivolous spending or through making bad decisions. And, you know, you were really just trying to like follow the rules of making your business work. And I think that's that's an important story for people to hear. One thing too that I think is really important, you you mentioned this at the beginning when you were talking about owning a co-working space and then also the decision to stay in Reno versus one of the tech hubs. But community is so important, and that's something I've seen too. I blog in the what's called the FIRE community, the Financial Independence Retire Early community. I really actually can't stand that acronym, <laughs> but um, sadly, it's kind of the normal term. And we have a really strong community of folks there who are all working toward financial independence in some way. And I'm totally convinced that that helps people get to their goals. It's both the idea that's kind of behind the show of keeping you accountable, but it's also just people who've been through a lot of the same stuff who are willing to talk about money and not get too tied up in the taboos around it. And so I'm really glad that you have that. And I think that's also a layer of this show is building more community around your debt payoff journey. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I said before, freelancers, tend to have, unfortunately, a pretty unhealthy relationship with money. Um, I think most of it has to do with cash flow. And I think that's something that as I'm trying to figure out how to like, you know, um, smooth that out and make it more predictable, it's something that I hope other freelancers can learn from. Um, it's something that we talk about a lot in the co-working space. Um, we, even the format of the show, we do something um that's essentially like a mastermind session um, in the co-working space that we get a group of people together and we do these eight week um, check-ins where for that eight weeks, we come up with a goal and we 
uh, meet weekly and kind of start talking about just how things are going. And the idea with that is that nothing leaves the room, which is great for the people in the room um, so that they can be vulnerable and talk about things openly. Um, but there's also a lot that everyone else could learn if they could, you know, be the fly on the wall. And so I'm hoping that the show can be that too, is that I'm willing to be open and transparent about all of this. Um, I really don't see a downside to that other than if it allows me to actually get out of debt, I would see that as a, a huge win. So, and if I can help some other people do that as well, then that would be a major win. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's right. I think it's important for people to have safe spaces to talk about this stuff because it's hard not to let money stuff weigh on how we see ourselves and what we view as our self-worth. But yeah, that often means that these are topics that people talk about behind closed doors. And the more we can talk about them openly, I think the the better off everyone will be. Definitely. Yeah, I had a lot of people who asked me if I really wanted to do this. Um, <laughs> and I I don't feel any shame in it. I mean, there's definitely things that I've done that could have been better priorities with money in the past. You know, I've still taken, you know, the occasional vacation and go to Burning Man and things like that, that do cost money. And obviously, some of that could have gone to debt. But, you know, for me, it's also figuring out how to get through this while also having a life. Uh, when we talk about how we spend our days, it's like there is that approach of shut yourself in, spend literally no money on anything, penny pinch everything, budget every single thing. And then, you know, you're going to have a life after you get out of debt. And I think that there's some of that that needs to happen, but I think you need to also be able to like have a life. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that could be why I'm still in debt. I don't know. But um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's important to think short term and long term. There might be times when you say, okay, for the next three months, I'm just going to put my head down and work as much as I can. But you have to be really mindful of pacing yourself and practicing self-care throughout that, which I do think means not working all the time. And I know for me, we we decided when we we got on the path to early retirement that we were going to really commit to work. You know, there, there's such a tendency, a lot of people, I, I mean, let's just be honest, like people who pursue early retirement are mostly very good people, but there are folks who are just kind of entitled brats and don't think they should have to work every day, which I think is kind of crazy. Like everyone throughout human history has had to work in some way. Um, so the idea that you're somehow better than that, I think is just silly. But for folks who are able to save, it's really that same question. And that's totally the same as debt payoff in terms of like, do I sprint all the way and wear myself out and get to the end and not like who I see in the mirror? Or do I go a little bit slower and steadier path where I don't burn myself out? And we definitely had experience in not our last year of early of of work before early retirement, but our second to last year. We took like no vacation. We both worked eighty hour weeks almost every week. I was flying one hundred fifty flights a year, and pretty much hated life. It, it didn't help that we <laughs> were political consultants, and that was the twenty sixteen election cycle. Um, but I do think there is so much to just trying to balance that stuff and still have a life and not you know, kind of hate every day. Cause again, like that's how you're spending your days. Is that really what you want to spend your life doing is being miserable and doing nothing but work? Definitely. Yeah. And I think, um, there's an article that a lot of people get into, um, I guess part of it's an on-ramp into fire, but also just debt in general, which is, um, it was actually, was this in 2012, uh, Mr. Money Mustache's, uh, article on Newsflash, 
your debt is an emergency, um, which I think that's a great way to put it. Um, I think figuring out how to balance having a life, which might even mean like if you enjoy the outdoors, doing more things that are free and outdoors, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I prioritize that a lot with like my interest in running and, you know, that might mean paying for an occasional race, um, as well. But, um, you know, figuring out how to pair those with maybe it's a race in another city somewhere that I can drive to and make that, you know, a mini vacation. And so being able to go and do things without having to completely shut in. Um, but then also now for me, making sure that I understand that my debt is an emergency. It's something that, you know, I've carried around now for six years. And so, and for some people that might be a relatively short amount of times. So I know some people are in much more debt and have had it for much longer, but you know, these tactics and things that we're going to talk about can be applied to any size of debt, no matter how long you've had it. Um, But I just feel like for me as a freelancer, like, I would love to be able to walk into a client meeting without that, you know, burden on my back that I have, um, and be able to leave the meeting if it's not a project that I want to take on or doesn't fit with what, you know, what I do. Sometimes I'll take jobs that I know are a little bit ahead of what I can do, because I need the money, and I'm going to figure out how to do it. Um, or it's so just, I know that the project, you know, isn't a good fit for me and my team. Uh, there's lots, lots of things that can happen there where you take the project cause you need the money and then you end up really not enjoying the project and then you don't have a good week or a good month. And so it, it, it's a balance. Uh, and I also realize, you know, like you said, with the idea that some people don't want to work, I really do enjoy working. And so there's that balance too, of, um, you know, being able to work on projects that I enjoy doing, uh, I'm not above having a job. I want to be able to make things and put them out into the world. And uh, sometimes that's for a client and they're going to pay me for that. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think what you're talking about of just having the flexibility to say no to things is the biggest benefit that comes from financial independence. And I think that mm-hmm. there, we all we all do magical thinking. Like we all think, okay, when I get out of debt, then my life will be perfect. Or when I reach early retirement, my life will be perfect. Or when I do this other thing. And that's, that's rarely true. (laughs) But (laughs) I think with something like financial independence in particular, people put off the joy until the very end of it. When really, to me, the greatest happiness came from knowing that I could quit my job and be fine. And that came relatively early in the process. So I think the the security that comes with paying off your debt and starting to save comes much sooner than people think. And then the rest of it is all just kind of like tiny incremental gravy, but it's not the thing. The thing is knowing that if you don't like what something stands for, you can turn that client down. Or if you know that that client uh, is a pain to work with, you can say no to them. And that's that's the real power. So I think it's really good that that's what you're you're aiming for because really that's the best part. Yeah. And I think the other part of freelancing that we'll talk about is I've only recently had to really think about my rate and what goes into that. And we've talked about this, you know, having employment um, hides a lot of things that freelancers have to take care of. So your rate, when someone asks you, you know, how much do you charge? That's a really loaded question um, because the freelancer has to pay taxes based on that Mm -hmm. rate. Um, they need to pay themselves. They need to pay for all their, you know, um, living and food expenses and all that stuff. But then they also have business expenses and they have to maintain, you know, in some cases, people like at the collective, they work here and they have, 
uh, a membership fee. So that's one of their business expenses. But you also have all these other things that you're running a business as a person. So when you're working for a company, sometimes your salary is like easy to, you know, transparently see where all that's going. But you also tend to have health care and working for a company, you have access mm-hmm. to just much better health care than we do as individuals uh, on the market. I think and those are all things we'll talk about as well. But oftentimes people will say, you know, I'm charging um, $30 an hour. And when you, at the end of the day, they're not charging enough to make a living, let alone pay off debt. Um, whereas when you hear that number of $30 an hour and knowing that minimum wage is what it is, um, you know, that's tends to not be, you know, contract that tends to be, uh, employment. And so there's just lots of different things that are hidden in those numbers, um, that we have to think about. And, you know, thankfully I run my business very lean and don't have very many business expenses. So my rate tends to be pretty close to what my rate is, but, uh, and we'll, we can break that down if there's interest in the future too. Hmm. Yeah, that's been a really rude awakening for me this year. <laughs> uh, not having formal employment anymore, and I'm I'm not making tons of money or anything, but just with the little bits that are coming in from a few sources, understanding that yeah, a ton of this is going to go back out for expenses or for quarterly taxes. That's been uh, a lot to get my head around. Yeah, good old self-employment tax. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and that's like the most miserable tax math there is. <laughs> yeah. I I still do my own taxes. I used to do them on paper by hand, Mark and I, because we have side income and we have a rental property. Like our tax return ends up being 80 pages, <laughs> um, even before, like before we had self-employment stuff. But then, yeah, like doing that form made my head want to explode. <laughs> Take 0.067 of this and add it to 0.835 of this. And yeah, oh, it's so crazy. Yeah, and I think building a community uh, that's more open and willing to talk about uh, things like debt and uh, honestly, even talking about money in general is fairly taboo these days. I think being able to crack that open a little bit um, so that people can feel a little bit more comfortable and realize that like for me, I know I'm not the only one in debt, obviously. Um, and figuring out how do we talk about this in a way that doesn't um, bring on judgment and that kind of thing. And so I would really love to encourage you if you um, find yourself um wanting to share what you have been going through and have any feedback or questions um, and uh, that you can do so by going to how you spend your days.com. Uh, you can send us an email there uh, or talk to us on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Colin Loretz, C-O-L-I-N-L-O-R-E-T-Z. Um, we'll put all that stuff on the, the site as well. And Tanya, where can we find you online? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at our underscore next life or on my blog, ournextlife.com. Awesome. Yeah. And so the next episode, I'm really excited to open the kimono a little bit, reveal the numbers. Um, I want to, we're going to publish this on the website as well. And so I'll put a full breakdown of um, kind of the different credit cards and how, how those came to be. Um, so next episode, uh, episode two will be the number reveal and we can start to actually put some numbers to things so that we can start to tackle, tackle that head on uh, and figure out what kinds of experiments and tests we can do to figure out what systems are going to best stick for me and and actually take that number and start to whittle away at it. Yeah. And I don't know the numbers. I'm excited to hear them. (laughs) I'm in, I'm in total suspense too. Yep. I've been uh, leaving you in the dark as well. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll probably share that with you before we record, but we'll we'll talk about it. And uh, yeah, so again, if you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I really would love to see this uh, as a community of people who are talking about debt and kind of owning it to some degree and, and really get, focusing on getting out of debt because uh, it is an emergency. It is something that we need to take care of so that we can continue to spend our days in, in a way that's not ridden with anxiety and stress that comes from, you know, having that over your head. So uh, I'm excited to get there one day and I hope you are too. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.